Gold makes a run for an all-time high and base metal sees a big M&A shakeup. You're listening to Kick Around Table. I'm your host, Michael McRae. Paul Harris is back. How you doing, Paul? Hey, Michael. Very well, thank you. How are you today? We have no guest. Uh, gold prices are a bit weaker on some routine profit-taking and chart consolidation after the market hit a 13-month high on Thursday. Stronger than expected, U.S. consumer sentiment numbers weighed on precious metals. On Friday, the University of Michigan said its consumer sentiment index rose 63.5, down from 62.0 in March. Data beat expectations. Gold, of course, jumped midweek when the all-important CPI number came in better than expected. The all-time high for gold futures was made in August 2020 at 2089. As of this recording, gold is now trading under 2000. Copper reserved itself too. Copper prices in London rose to a seven-week high before they were taken down by mixed economic data coming out of China. Bitcoin has broken through 30,000 and oil hasn't done much since last week's rally. Last check, WTI crude was in the low 80s. Markets are looking ahead to May to see if Federal Reserve will raise its interest rate by 25 basis points in the month. Paul, very busy week in mining. Yes, a lot of news this week, Michael. I'm going to start with copper and a lot of M&A news this week. Hud Bay Minerals is to acquire Copper Mountain Mining for $439 million US dollars to create an America's copper producer with 150,000 tons a year of red metal output and 300,000 ounces a year of gold. The all-stock transaction represents consideration of $2.67 Canadian per Copper Mountain share, a 23% premium. And Hud Bay and Copper Mountain shareholders will own 76% and 24% of the resulting company, respectively. The resulting entity will have three long-life mines and organic growth from a pipeline of copper expansion and development projects in Canada, Peru, and the USA. Glencore offered an $8.2 billion cash sweetener to buy tech resources shareholders out of their coal exposure as it responded to concerns from tech's board about its hostile $23 billion takeover bid. Acknowledging that some tech investors may prefer a full coal exit and others may not desire thermal coal exposure, Glencore changed its offer. Tech rejected this too, but adjusted the terms of its planned separation of its metals business from its coal business, which shareholders will vote on later this month. The deal now includes a shorter path to full separation and a reduction of the royalty term that Elk Valley Coal Business will pay to tech metals from three years to three years from 5.5 years. Newmont continues in its proposed takeover of Newcrest Mining. This week, it's submitted a revised non-binding indicative proposal to Newcrest, which would see Newcrest shareholders bumping, sorry, which would see Newmont bumping the value of its bid by 16% from 16.9 billion US dollars to 19.5 billion. Newmont and Newcrest shareholders would own 69% and 31% percent respectively of the combined company. Newcrest would also have the right to pay its shareholders a special dividend of up to $1.10 per share. Newmont said its improved offer is its best and final offer, unless someone else comes in and bids more, of course. Newcrest granted Newmont exclusivity and confirmatory due diligence access to its data to enable Newmont to put forward a binding proposal. Big news this week out of the US as the US Environmental Protection Agency announced new proposed 
Federal Vehicle Emission Standards to accelerate the transition to use of less polluting vehicles as part of its efforts to tackle the climate crisis. The proposals would avoid nearly 10 billion tonnes of CO2 emissions, and they're expected to accelerate the transition to electric vehicles, with the EPA forecasting EVs could account for 67% of new light-duty vehicle sales and 46% of new medium-duty vehicle sales in 2032. This is likely to be a big boon to producers of metals for batteries. Talking of which, Sabania Stillwater refinanced and increased its US dollar revolving credit facility from 600 million US to 1 billion to enhance its liquidity. The company has been pivoting into battery metals in recent years. Finally, the unloved uh, battery metal graphite um, news from there. Nuvermont Graphite entered into a bought deal financing agreement this week to raise 22 million US dollars to bring the development of its Matawini graphite mine project and the Beckencore battery metal plant in Quebec to a final investment decision and project financing. Now, uh, Paul, um, it seems like uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, I put a bow on your uh, interview that you did at uh, BMO with the BMO analyst uh, talking about uh, why there was no uh, M&A in uh, the copper space, uh, given how many bulls there out there uh, with uh, energy transition, uh, declining mines and uh, just the needed investment in the space. Uh, it seems uh, that we've kind of gone off to the races right now with uh, M&A in the base metal segment. I think so. There's there's a number of transactions that are live and on the table at the moment. I mentioned Hub Bay Copper Mountain, Glencore and, and Tech, of course, big copper component there. If Glencore is successful, it'll become the third largest uh, copper producer in the world. But we've also got First Quantum uh, looking to buy into La Granja, which is owned by Rio Tinto, and uh, Lundin Mining buying a 51% stake in Casaronas in Chile. And of course, BHP uh, is and its offer for Oz Minerals. So certainly... Uh, flavor of the month and of course the the fundamentals for copper copper still around four dollars of a pound and looking to go higher uh, shortage of projects development projects out there and a lot more demand potentially coming down the track as f from the energy transition increased uptake of uh, electric vehicles and other technologies Paul, uh, you're going to be heading to uh, the big cheese of uh, the uh, copper space, and that is the uh, World Copper Conference in uh, Santiago. What are you looking to find out? Um, very interesting. Um, looking to find out more about uh, the, the sentiment for mergers and acquisition uh, in the copper space and also new project development. There aren't that many development projects out there. Uh, they're getting increasingly expensive. Um, but sooner or later, some of these projects will have to come into production. Um, I've also got a couple of good interviews lined up with uh, the CEOs of Antofagasta Minerals and Codelco, Chile State Copper Company. So I think it's going to be a, a very, very interesting week. Let's turn to our number of the week. I'm going to reshuffle things. I am going to go first, and that's 923 million, keeping with the energy transition and battery metal theme. Once again, that's 923 million. South Korea's LGM Chem and China's Huawei Cobalt are expected to invest a combined 92, 923 million to build battery metal production facilities in South Korea. A newspaper, a Korean newspaper, rather, reported on Friday. So. He's still going with the battery metal steam, and there is still a lot of investment in the space. Paul, what's your number? 
My number is 15 or, or 15% to be more precise. Um, that's the fall in first quarter gold production Barrett Gold announced this week. Uh, they're attributing that to winter weather and annual maintenance, which impacted their operations. Their output, uh, preliminary output was 952,000 ounces compared with 1.1 million ounces in the previous quarter. However, the company's production has been declining for three consecutive years. Follow me at Michael McCray. That's McCray with two C's. Paul is at Paul Harris Gold. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. Don't forget to subscribe. On behalf of Paul Harris and myself, have a pleasant weekend.